Happy John and Solemn Joe by Ignatius Brennan, read for LibriVox.org by phone. Happy John and Solemn Joe lived way out in Idaho. Out where Indians roam at will over mountains, dale, and hill. Civilized as me and you, and living like all others do. So there lived in Idaho Happy John and Solemn Joe. Brothers, but no more alike than Parson Brown and Red-Nosed Ike. John from birth just loved this earth. Laughed and cooed when in his crib, and always wore a slobbered bib. Seemed to know his ma's desire, then go and do the opposite. For naught else but raise to her ire, and in laughter throw a fit. When the time arrived that he went to school like you and me, Study? Yes, he learned with ease, went right through his ABCs, like greased lightning, spelling, well, we knew no word he couldn't spell, same with reading, history, penmanship, geography, grammar, physiology, arithmetic, geometry. All the branches on the list never gave his brain a twist. Learning, so the teacher said, was just like eating gingerbread, to Happy John, but say, dog gone. This learning quickly and with wit gave him too much time to sit and trump up devilment, the kind that havocs every teacher's mind. He'd draw the teacher on his slate, resembling much a reprobate, showing her spitkal psyche knot, and bustle bigs a coffee pot. Show a big stick in her hand and faced as giving some command glasses high upon her nose and dressed in real old-fashioned clothes fearful we'd not recognize her features and her bustle's size he'd write below so sweet old no our teacher in full roman caps of course we'd laugh now if perhaps the teacher cast her eyes towards john he'd be so earnest while he'd con some heavy thought within his brain and looked as in an awful strain wrap a paper ball as tight and hard's a stick of dynamite then look slyly all around the room until he knew he found some real studious thinking chap when he'd bang it cross ker slap against some fellow's jaw you know just like as not his brother joe or a girl it mattered not to this lad at whom he shot he could shoot as straight and true as any gun you ever knew doggedest scamp you ever saw seemed he lived to break the law of course it ne'er was his intent to do aught but pure devilment wouldn't harm the little flea if it hurted no siree just so kind of heart and say he'd give his very boots away if he thought that you would need them worse than he he would indeed take we'll say recess or noon when your appetite's in tune when an apple's nice to eat and hunk of pie tastes just so sweet. If he thought that you perhaps had poorer ma's or poorer paps than he had, wouldn't, couldn't rest, till you'd half his very best apple or his share of pie that he terms a luxury. Figured he could get along and wanted you as big and strong. Then, when eating all was done, in for any play or fun. Baseball? Phew! You bet he'd play if they'd let him all the day. Like to get the pitcher hot and pound his curves all over the lot. Run the bases like a deer. Didn't have a bit of fear sliding into any base, on his back or on his face. Just went right in with a smash. Bang, he's off. He's in. Catrash. 
played the centre-field and my never saw him muff a fly let some batter rap one out towards the centre hear them shout from the stands in awful yell that old ball is in a well you folks know how those things go ought to have seen him on the ice when the creek was frozen nice skate all sorts of fancy things figure eights or pigeon wings tell the truth i've seen him go forty miles an hour or so anything that smacked of fun he was there with big bells on finished common school and led in every branch and oft we said that his brain was surely made to compare in every grade with his body and his limb best of stuff like all of him went to college same boy john there once more with sleigh bells on played their games and studied too just went sailing right plunk through graduated if you please with ll's and phd's his mother used to say that he was just like all her family except of course these cussed tricks and they were all his uncle dick's on his father's side but take looks and all that goes to make up the man of fine physique john was hers from toe to cheek when the father'd hear this thing he'd just whistle hum or sing well in fact was pleased to know the mother loved their boy john so with his education through started in for revenue hung his shingle that of law right of course where all well saw business came right from the start for clients know the man that's smart always ready with his case judge and jury face to face won most cases too by jing just to beat out everything made immense amount in fees old tale what comes in with ease goes as easy this was true of john from every point of view worked all day and bummed all night to his uttermost delight at the dance or at the show always found him on the go made companionships the kind not prone to elevate the mind with roisterers who go to clip who like a little social nip of a famous highball sort and end most times in sprees of sport banquet table ne'er complete doubt he held the choicest seat scintillating chap would tell stories that would make you yell with delight and he could sing ragtime or most anything Mary, no he never went wouldn't think six months ahead girls all liked him mannerly as chesterfield could dare to be treated them to cream and cake and was always sure to take some good girl to dance or show but no wedding bells no no thoroughly improvident wouldn't save a blessed cent now we'll tell of joe a while boy and man of different style learned his lessons not so fast as john but learning came to last played all games and played them well but couldn't give the indian yell nor cut the fancy figure eights on flying ice or roller skates couldn't bat nor run the bags or wouldn't carry heavy jags like happy john but he went through common school and college too graduated yes siree from harvard university was a lawyer too like john but not the kind who dotes upon collecting fees then up and go the pace the boys call make her snow no joe was aught but miserly but when he got her in a fee he did what any man should do who holds the future up to view paid his debts and took the rest to bank or some place to invest public spirited was he no appeal for charity ever passed him by unseen gave and with a gracious mien 
towards all movements that were good and would benefit the neighborhood had his pastimes like the game of baseball was in happy frame of mind when bowling tenpins none in the golf games had more fun than he and at the dances why no waltz or two-step arabin by unless he had it all these he enjoyed in very best degree yet while he loved the dance and game he went to bed when bedtime came so when the new day came around his mind and limbs were clear and sound married yes a splendid wife and children to complete a life so well endowed by nature's god a life to copy none would trod the path the misled one enjoys so filled with pleasures and annoys these pleasures taken temperate would only serve to elevate but taken to that cursed degree whereby we're slaves to revelry is where the fault comes in and then we have no place with sober men who want to deal with minds most clear and not with those with eyes ablear joe's home is a home of love divinely handed from above a home where every heart is clean a home with blessed mary queen a home wherein we're taught her son or death a splendid victory won a home where when the shades of eve have fallen none would care to leave a home where all are gay and bright and happy morning noon and night the only time a gloom would come to throw its shadow o'er this home was when poor john would stagger in all worn and haggard bent and thin a shadow of the former day of romp and revel dance and play a mendicant at fifty-five just when he should begin to live and joe's door ne'er was close to him instead he filled his cup a brim as best he could he chat about the days when both were young and stout of cases lost and cases won and all good things that john had done he tuck him tenderly in bed with softest pillows neath his head the children ne'er were taught to know that uncle john had met that foe that ne'er was conquered in this world and with his standard e'er unfurled enlists the gay and guileless youth who does not heed the living truth they never knew and none must tell of pedestal from which he fell but they were taught true charity which does not mean a coin tossed free to some outstretched and palsied hand but love of all that's good and grand his every wish and every whim was always gladly granted him the bright mind once the country's pride and now at autumn's high noontide as far as nature did intend is in its winter at its end the feet that once raced like the deer and brought out many a joyous cheer the limbs once lithe as the gazelle and sped o'er many a mountain dell the splendid breast that knew no pain and heaved always in happy vein the brawny arm that raced on high the cap on some new victory are withered and the splendid heart that ever did its valiant part beats low and every vein it filled with purest blood is choked and chilled the courted hand of death is now laid heavily upon the brow the choirs sing out the requiems o'er one of nature's primest gems consigned to earth we may well say by his own hand this early day and now the green grass grows upon the well-kept grave of happy john well kept you ask me yes tis so by joe end of poem this recording is in the public domain